Happy Friday, everyone. On today's show, we look at some standout performances from this past week. We congratulate the Canucks on their first win of the season and check in on the New York Islanders with a milestone and a top prospect on waivers. All that and more on today's Locked On NHL. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On NHL podcast for Friday, October 28th. I'm Rachel Donner from Locked On Flyers. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here every Friday with the incredible Gil Martin of Locked On Islanders. You can find him on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. Thanks for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. We're free and available on all podcasting platforms, and you can watch us over on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Gil, how are we doing this Friday? We are doing well. It's uh, been an exciting few days of hockey, and I'm looking forward to what should be a really entertaining weekend. How about you? Yeah, I'm pretty good. I got my wish fulfilled this week. Uh, Jeff Skinner of the Buffalo Sabres scored his first goal of the season. So we got to hear his goal song, I Want to Dance with Somebody, which is one of my favorites on that team. So score all the goals, Jeff Skinner. I want to hear it over and over again. (laughs) I love it. All right, uh, getting into the last few days and this week, uh, we got a little bit of a surprise from the Boston Bruins who, man, I am so impressed with this team, but Brad Marchand returned to the ice for them a little bit earlier than expected, and he did not disappoint. Uh, Three points in his return to the lineup. And uh, yeah, that team is on a tear, 7-1-0. and uh, It was Boston's sixth straight home win. And uh, Brad Marchand is definitely one of those guys that you love to hate and at the same time just cannot argue with what he does out there for the Bruins. Yeah, he's one of those guys, if he's on your team, you absolutely love him for his hustle and his dedication and his skill and his grit. And if he's not on your team, you want someone to squash him. <laughs> you know? So it's, you know, which I guess is a sign of respect in a twisted kind of way. But yeah, he really gives the Bruins an extra dimension. And boy, Boston is off to one heck of a start this season. I, I think we all thought they would be pretty good, but I didn't, you know, seven and one good is a whole different level. And kudos to the Boston Bruins and Marshawn adding to that is only going to make them more dangerous. Yeah, I think that obviously he was pumped up for his first game back, and maybe that had a lot to do with, you know, getting those three points. But at the same time, you know, that's what they expect and demand from him in Boston. And I think we'll see more of it. And uh, it should be a lot of fun for Bruins fans uh, and hockey fans in general, I think. Again, who love to watch him just uh, because he is that guy. He is that guy, absolutely. Another guy that 
fans love to watch out there. Connor McDavid, we cannot say enough good things about him uh, you know, as a scorer. Second hat trick of the season. How does somebody have a second hat trick this early in the season? Yeah, someone who's not named Gretzky. I mean, yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty amazing. And, and as a hockey fan, whether you're a, an Edmonton Oilers fan or not, uh, I would say even Calgary Flames fans would have to admit that watching Connor McDavid as as someone who just enjoys the game of hockey is an incredible experience. And he just finds ways to put the puck in the net. And he he is worth the price of admission. He's worth tuning into a game for. Uh, the league needs more Connor McDavid's, but there's only one, you know. Yeah, well, they have a Leon Dreisaitl on that team, too, who uh, I think just had a birthday. And scored the game-winning goal with less than a minute to go. So, yeah, not not a bad combination when you put it together. And, you know, again, nobody doubts that Edmonton can fill the other team's net with pucks in any given game. The question always is, can they keep pucks out of their own net? And... uh, you know, that, that, that's that been the story at Edmonton for a few years now. But boy, watching McDavid do his thing is exciting. Yeah, it really is. And like you said, Edmonton is off to a pretty decent start. I mean, probably they could have wanted to get, you know, one or more wins than they have so far. But they're still, you know, in the top group in the division, which is super competitive. I think Vegas is obviously the bigger surprise of the top three teams there, uh, but right up there with Calgary and Connor McDavid is is a huge, huge part of of all of that, and it's pretty exciting. Yeah, and Edmonton's won three straight, which just gives them even more momentum and and more reasons for optimism. So you know, all all things considered, it's a solid start in Edmonton, and for McDavid, the sky is the limit this year if he stays healthy. Absolutely. Uh, The third guy I want to talk about is Eric Carlson. And uh, I think having seen him play recently against the Flyers, where the Sharks uh, shut out the Flyers in that one and seen Eric Carlson score a goal, um, he's been playing so well. And it feels like I'm seeing a lot more of what you expect out of sort of classic Eric Carlson these days than, you know, we've seen, obviously he's struggled over the last couple of seasons, but it feels like he's sort of getting back to his game, uh, nine points in 10 games this season so far, four, four goals, five assists. Uh, he's got three game winning goals so far, including last night's overtime winner for the Sharks uh, against Toronto. And, oh man, that was the one of the most deflating things for Toronto I've seen, but I, I think that, you know, he's got two overtime winners uh, recently in, in this last week. The other one was against the New York Rangers, and that was a bit of a surprise when the Sharks beat the Rangers. So I think that, you know, Eric Carlson, and he's playing well defensively too. That's the thing is like you see him make really solid back checks. And uh, I think that he is on his way, you know, fingers crossed, knock on wood, to having a really successful season, even though, you know, the Sharks have pretty low expectations overall. I think Eric Carlson is going to be a part of the bright moments for that team. Yeah. And, you know, when you, when you consider his age, he's, he's 32. And the fact that 
the team is relying on him so much. There's not a lot of proven talent up and down that roster. He's playing more than 23 and a half uh, minutes a night right now, nine points in 10 games, the three game winners. I mean, you, you, you take a look at the standings and San Jose has three wins. He's got the game winner in all three games. I mean, what, what, what does that tell you uh, about his importance to this team? So kudos to, to him and to be able to do it under the circumstances that he's facing right now is very, very impressive. Yeah, I think so, too. And he's definitely somebody that I may not have put on my list at the beginning of the season in terms of guys to keep an eye on and, and follow their progression. But he certainly is now. And uh, I am excited to see where he can take things moving forward. Yeah. Well, we've I'm, got. I'm sorry, but will he ruin the Sharks chances of the lottery pick? That's the key question here. Listen. I would rather have a healthy, fun Eric Carlson than worry about such things. Right I'm with now. you on that. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got a bunch of other news around the NHL to talk about, including the Canucks first win and some Islanders related events coming up next. But first, I want to talk to you about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. You can find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, in-depth analysis on every game. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information. They've got live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the World Series, Go Phillies, MMA, boxing, golf, and of course, the NHL. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts. Check out Locked On Sports today from the games that matter to the most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Gil, uh, we have a bunch of stuff to talk about around the NHL, the first of which the Canucks getting their first victory. I think things were looking pretty dire in Vancouver, and I think Bruce Boudreau was under a lot of pressure, still is right now, but uh, I think that getting their first win of the season, having it be Boudreau's 600th win of his career, and having to wait for that milestone and having all of that pressure. Uh, Canucks are obviously still, you know, pretty basement dweller. They're one, five, and two so far this season, but that's got to be a huge relief. Yeah, it's got to be a monkey off their backs. And congratulations to uh, Bruce Boudreaux, second fastest coach in NHL history to get to 600 wins. And the only one who's ahead of him, Scotty Bowman. You can't be in too much more elite company than that. Uh, it took him 1,049 games, Bruce Boudreaux, to get that 600th win. He's a quality coach. Uh, and, you know, Nobody, I think, expected Vancouver to be 
struggling this much this soon. And now the question is, now that the monkey is off their back and they actually got a win, does this team start to be a little more consistent and, and play the kind of hockey we knew they were capable of playing starting now? And, and the amazing thing also is they're not in last place anymore in the Pacific Division. Oh, we were going to bring up the Ducks, were we? <laughs> I, I mean, okay, Anaheim does have a game in hand, but yeah, the, the Ducks are one one point behind Vancouver right now. Yeah, man, it's been such a, a challenge for both of those teams this season so far. But yeah, I think, you know, I do think Vancouver is capable of more with the personnel that they have. And so I do hope that this spurs them on to win some more games and uh, that Boudreaux kind of turns things around moving forward. But uh, I do also want to talk about your New York Islanders, Gil. Uh, There's definitely some activity going on on the island. And uh, the first of which is a celebration for Josh Bailey. Yeah, 1,000 games, uh, assuming he's in the lineup tonight when the Islanders take on the Carolina Hurricanes down in Raleigh. He'll reach that milestone. That places him third in Islanders history, and it gets him the silver stick for 1,000 career games. And, you know, Josh Bailey, never a superstar, but one of those guys, if you watch him every game, you sort of appreciate his value. He has been Uh, a steady presence on the Islanders. He sees the ice very well. He's not a goal scorer. He's never even had a 20-goal season. But the reason he reaches 1,000 games in his career, he has vision. He sets up his teammates very well. He's represented the team very well, both on and off the ice. And, and, you know, congratulations to Josh Bailey. And I'll I'll say this, sort of adding to it, he could have hit that 1,000 Uh, games for his career mark against the Rangers at UBS Arena on Wednesday. But he was a healthy scratch one game last week because, you know, Lane Lambert, the new coach, trying to send a message to Bailey and some of the other players. So now it's going to probably happen on the road. You know, it was a little too perfect having him get it against the Rangers, but uh, a a well-deserved honor overall for Josh Bailey. Yeah, I will say I've seen Josh Bailey play quite a number of games as, uh, you know, seeing them play the Flyers a lot and just living in New York. So I've gone to a whole bunch of other Islanders games uh, on the side. And you're right. He is just that workhorse guy and he plays so well defensively. Um, He does when he does score goals. uh, He seems to do it against the Flyers quite a bit. But I do like respect his game. And I think that there's a reason why he has a lot of fans in Islanders fandom. I think there's a lot of people in that fandom that that really appreciate him and respect his game. And I certainly hope he can uh, stick it out for a little bit longer uh, just because it's been such a, a, a strong career for a quieter kind of guy in the league. Yeah, and and the other thing that I think Islander fans appreciate about Josh Bailey, you go back to their two runs to the conference final, not last year, but the two years prior to that, he raises his game in the postseason. And you look at his points per game, they go up in the playoffs. Most people's, most players' numbers go down 
So when it matters most, Josh Bailey finds a way to raise his game. And that's something that always endears you to the hometown fans. Yeah, and I do love the song that the <laughs> Islanders fans chant when he scores a goal. I won't sing and embarrass myself in front of all of you, but uh, it is a lot of fun and it's very it catchy. So I highly recommend if you have a chance to see Josh Bailey score a goal in your lifetime, you should do it. Uh, it it's a lot of fun. Uh, the Islanders had another piece of news this week that uh, kind of affects both of our teams, Gil, in uh, putting Kiefer Bellows on waivers. Uh, do you want to talk to us about why the Islanders did that? For a uh, first that that is a complicated question. Uh, I mean, look, Kiefer Bellows is now 24 years old. He was the Islanders' first overall pick in the 2016 draft, 19th overall first round for the Islanders. And, you know, to me, it's sort of a combination of things. Be uh, Bellows never really developed into an everyday NHL player. And, you know, for the Islanders organization, especially under Barry Trotz, but Lou Lamorello and Barry Trotz always favored veterans. They were very slow to give rookies or younger players an opportunity. They, When they did hit the ice, it was a very short leash. If they made a mistake, they were either benched for that game or sat out the next few games. So I, I think it's sort of a combination of Bellows never really reaching his full potential and the Islanders not handling him as well as they could have to let him develop that confidence and that potential. But, you know, at this point, the Islanders tried to put him on waivers in order to uh, activate Robin Sallow and get him back from the injured list. They took a gamble that at $1.2 million, no one would claim Kiefer Bellows and a banged up Flyers team said, oh, we'll take him. So, uh, you know, I, I met Kiefer Bellows shortly after he was drafted, interviewed him a few times. Nice kid. Uh, his dad, obviously, a star in this league for many, many years. And I think the Islanders could have done a lot more to help him develop, but it's disappointing that he never really took advantage of those limited opportunities he did get. I think he can still be successful in this league, but he's got to work hard and earn it at this point. Well, I think John Tortorella is the guy that's going <laughs> to force anybody to work harder than they've ever worked in their career. Uh, so who knows, it could be a, a good scenario for him. I think that the other thing about John Tortorella's coaching style is that it's very defensively focused and, and structurally focused. Uh, whether or not the Flyers have done that so far is another question. But I think that, you know, for somebody that has struggled a little bit away from the puck that Lake Bellows has, I think maybe this could be the right environment for him to at least get to the level that he can reach. And then whatever that is, you know, the Flyers can evaluate from there. But yeah, the Flyers are very banged up. Uh, Sean Couturier out for the long term. Cam Atkinson, don't know what's going on there. JVR is out four to six weeks. So the, the Flyers lineup was a little depleted and uh, Chuck Fletcher decided to pick somebody up off waivers like this. You could maybe use a fresh start as opposed to maybe calling up one of the kids from Lehigh Valley. But we'll see if it pans out for him. I, I certainly hope it does because it works to my benefit. Where do you see him fitting into the Flyers lineup at this point? 
you know, I don't know. It's kind of a crapshoot every time out there, especially with some of the injuries. But uh, I, I bet he gets fourth line minutes. Uh, the Flyers did play with 11 forwards and 7D in last night's game, and they don't want to do that again. So I'm sure they'll slot him in on the fourth line to begin with just to ease him into the system and then just kind of go from there. Yeah, I, I get the feeling, you know, uh, Bellows coming from the Trotz Lambert defense first school, he'll he'll probably do a decent job of fitting in in Philadelphia. The question is, will the coaching of John Tortorella make him or break him? Listen, it, it could go either way. We all yes, know that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You, you either respond to him or rebel against him, and the question is, which one is going to happen? Yeah, yeah. Well. We'll find out this weekend, I guess, for his first game in a Flyers uniform, which will be very weird to see Kiefer Bellows in a Flyers jersey. But You're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we have a whole bunch of other games happening this weekend, and we are going to run down the weekend games after we hear about Simply Safe. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, more than 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24-7 professional monitoring agents that always have your back. Here's why I love it. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home, smarter ways to detect motion that only alert you when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. You can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month absolutely free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Gil, I think one of the most interesting games this weekend uh, may not be the matchup that people would think of first, but tonight we've got the Winnipeg Jets at the Arizona Coyotes. This is the first game at Mullet Arena. And I think the networks at least think it's going to be a little bit of a curiosity watch for a lot of people, which I completely agree with. It's their ESPN plus exclusive game over there. So you have to be a subscriber to see it. But, uh, you know, I think people are going to wonder what it's like to see a full on NHL game in a smaller college arena. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. And look, I know a lot of people are making fun of the Arizona Coyotes uh, for playing in such a small arena. But to me, the, the fact is, for those fans that are going to be lucky enough to attend the game, it's like going to a, a junior game, a college game, an AHL game, and being able to see NHL players. The intimacy, uh, the how close exactly. you are to the ice. The, the atmosphere is going to be very, very different. And I think it'll be a great experience for those fans who are at the game. And uh, look, at least it keeps the Coyotes in Arizona, which is something that the NHL, for whatever reason, is very dedicated to. So 
Yeah, I'm interested in seeing how this game pans out and what kind of home ice advantage the Coyotes eventually get playing in this small arena. Yeah, my understanding is that they're going to have a student section as well. So maybe we'll get a similar sort of college sports environment uh, to make it a little bit more fun, I think. And like you said, a, a more intimate environment in the arena. Um, both the logos are on the ice. So we have the Arizona State and the Coyotes logo at center ice. I think you know one of the things that people have brought up is the locker room situation. Uh, and sort of dogging on the Coyotes about it that, you know, for the first four games, there's temporary space and there's pipe and drape and folding chairs and whatever to create the space. And I don't think it's that big a deal, to be honest. I think hockey players, uh, I don't know. I, I think growing up, you change in hallways and uh, <laughs> in your car and, you know, just put your skates uh, on when you get to the rink and and you have your gear on that you put on at home. So I think, you know, all of these guys, whether, you know, they're used to more comfortable environments, but I know a lot of arenas that really kind of put little things that are off in visiting team locker rooms just to make them a little bit uncomfortable. So I, I don't think it'll be that big a deal. No, and I think you have to remember also that this is the temporary home of the Arizona Coyotes. And, you know, maybe this will make some free agents think twice about signing with Arizona next year, if if even Arizona is active in free agency. But overall, it's temporary. And I think that the players will adjust accordingly. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, the other game tonight that interests me is Colorado at New Jersey. Jesper Bratt, man, um, he is on fire right now, and the Devils have amazing underlying numbers, uh, but how are they going to match up against the Stanley Cup champions? I think this should be a real benchmark test for the Devils to see if their numbers can match up with a high-powered team like the Abs. Great test for New Jersey. New Jersey, a young, up-and-coming team, a lot of talent, still hasn't reached full maturity yet. You know they're going to get better over the long haul, but how quickly is the question? And I think we start to get more of an answer when they face the defending Stanley Cup champions tonight. Absolutely agreed. Uh, we do have a whole slate of games on Saturday to choose from. You know, I, I'm very interested in the afternoon game of the Rangers at Dallas. Dallas is off to a tremendous start this season and I want to see how the the young New York Rangers go up against this team in Dallas, which is a very nice mix of young guys and veterans. And again, getting incredible goaltending to start the season as well. Uh, Edinger is off to a, a phenomenal start there. I think he and Carter Hart are kind of neck and neck for the top two goalies right now in, in the league. But uh, yeah, I, I'm very interested in this matchup. Yeah, me too. And, and from a Rangers perspective, you know, they're in a bit of a slump after a very solid early few games of the season. They need to turn their momentum around and being on the road in Dallas, not an easy assignment. So uh, the Rangers need to break out of their little mini slump before it becomes something major. Yeah, yeah. And I think the Leafs at the Kings will be a fun game in the evening as well. I think that the Leafs are going to want to 
you know, redeem themselves after that loss to San Jose. I think the Kings have struggled a little bit early this season. You know, there are definitely much higher expectations on them for this season and facing a hungry Toronto team is, is a good test for them, but you know, they'll be at home. And so I, I think there's a little bit of an advantage there. Um, if you've gone to games in that arena, I don't know, they seem to play better defensively at home, I think, than they do on the road. So uh, I think it's, it'll be a fun game to watch. Absolutely. And a little unusual, a four o'clock in the afternoon start in LA to accommodate hockey night in Canada. So that's uh that's a little bit of a change there. I'm sure you will be also concentrating on what may be the battle for first place in the oh, Metropolitan Lord. Division. Carolina going into Philadelphia to take on the Red Hot Flyers. Your thoughts about this one? Man, every game I go into it, you know, against a top team like this and think, uh, you know, the Flyers, I don't know, man. And then <laughs> Carter Hart pulls out, you know, a 48 save game against the Florida Panthers and uh, they somehow managed to win that game four to three. So anything is possible uh, with the Flyers these days. And I, I think Carolina's a, a tough opponent. Um, I do think Tony D'Angelo is going to want to uh, score against his old team. Uh, definitely a factor there. So I'm I'm going into this now saying anything can happen as opposed to being negative at first and then seeing out. Another game that I'm sort of looking at, a couple of teams that have been pleasant surprises early this season, the Blackhawks and the Sabres, both teams above 500 coming into this one. They're going at it in Buffalo. One of them is going to keep above 500 and, and keep this early season momentum going. Yeah, I think... Chicago is one of the most surprising teams so far this season. And, you know, they had a, a win streak going there for a while. Uh, that was really just, again, a surprise, I think, to everybody. But, uh, and, you know, Buffalo is one of my teams that I just want good things for and uh, the struggle that they've gone through recently. So if this is the year they take that next step, I think it'll be a, a good thing for them overall. Uh, man, I think this weekend, there's a lot of good stuff happening around the league, and they even have some Halloween night games, so I'm looking forward to some costume shots in the crowd on Monday as well, but I think that'll do it for this week's show, and uh, thanks so much for listening. Gil, what you got going on for the Monday show? Uh, well, we'll have three of the of the local experts from around the league talking about the biggest stories, and uh, we'll got to see what happens this weekend to see what those stories are, but looking forward to that. Absolutely. Uh, you made us your first listen today. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, you can go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available wherever you get your podcasts and over on YouTube. Have a great day, everyone.